We got we got shirts, guys. We got we got only word games t-shirts. We we had them on Monday, and I forgot to mention it. And so now it's getting mentioned at the very beginning of the show. Nate's wearing one. Seth is it. I'm holding mine. So you can see the back. We're the only weird games. Yeah, baby. That's the name of the show. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Only Weird Games, formerly known as Time's Ours. Welcome into Only Weird Games now with t-shirt. Uh, you can check out the uh, whole line. Yeah, there's a line of uh, KCSN swag from Sandlot Goods, uh, a wonderful local brand that you may have seen me wearing many, many hats of many, many times before this was ever in the works. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff like koozies and coasters. And uh, I got a hoodie over here. We'll rotate it through uh, Uh on the show itself as we go. But finally, we got a way you can uh, can wear this shirt or wear wear this show right on your back. Take it with you and uh, check it out. Sandlotgoods.com. It's its own little collection and it benefits the KCSN Foundation. So stop of the show promo because it's not really a promo. It's us being excited that we finally got our merch. This is the first time uh, since we've all been, you know, a collection, a, a trio uh, together that, uh, yeah, you can officially uh, purchase something that uh, we are still tickled that you enjoy, uh, that you have been beloved listeners. Uh, you know, this even goes all the way back to Time Czars. Uh, yes, Seth, I can reference our first iteration in the correct context. Um, with that being said, um, it got quite the bit of buzz in the Chiefs media room today, John. You wore this to the media? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes I did. It. Yes, I did. Uh, as you know, fighting words. I like it. Uh, even though this show is um comfortably late to start, I have somehow figured out the exact two minute drill, like you know, precision, and, and Josh has seen it in person where. If the Chiefs say it's going to start at this time, I'm going to leave my house at this time. I know the exact routes, the exact stops, and I usually get there like within minutes upon start time just because I, I, I've i chosen to do this. This is my life. Um, but everybody knows I'm one of the last people to show up before a press gathering is to occur, and I got a ooh from Matt Derrick and PJ Green. And then I was asked to turn around, and then everybody was like, oh, look at that. We know that. Um, so, you know, one of the best things this season is after a game, right? And so I'm going to shout out Hannah Basham, who was part of the uh, Hispanic broadcast, um, you know, that you can obviously hear on the radio. Um, and so I think it was like Minnesota. And we were going down the elevator together with me and some other uh, of our colleagues. And Hannah looked me straight in my eye and said, well, they only play weird games, right? And I was just like, Hannah, this is the first time you have mentioned this to me. And uh, didn't know you were one of us, but you're one of us. One and, of us. And now I can see that you're one of us, I don't know, at a tailgate. I don't know, at the grocery store. I don't know. Um, 
it might not be cold for the plaza lights, but who knows? All I'm saying is I can now wear the t-shirt or the memorabilia that is our actual podcast that you all have brought us here. We wouldn't have been able to do this without you all listening. Now we have a whole viewership, which is, I mean, amazingly hilarious to me. Um, and yeah, and now I, I wore this t-shirt in front of Patrick Mahomes. So I did my part and now we're asking you for our foundation to do your part. If you love this show and if you're willing to, you know, um, tell people that you, you, you like the Chiefs because they really do only play weird games. And I think maybe we should let people opt out of this, but I think we should form a pact that if any of the three of us ever see one of these shirts out in the wild, we will we will initiate conversation. Yes. It might just be tapping you yes. on the shoulder and just being like, hey, like, actually, I think what I'll do is I'll just start signing it before anyone has a chance to tell me not to. Because <laughs> I'm sure you'd like me to do that. Um, but really, it's just, it makes my absolute happy. only weird game shirt. I'm going to walk right up to you. I don't care where we are. I don't care <laughs> if we're in the middle of a church that I've never attended before in, in my life. I'm going to walk up to you and start talking very loudly about how hot my wife is. <laughs> you gotta love this show. I mean, we are uh, we are consistent. I, I will say that. <laughs> That's true. Uh, you know, the team is consistent for one thing. We are obviously consistent in in a, in a multitude of ways. Um, but yes, I, I'm so glad we can start the show this way uh, because we are coming off a of bye week. Um, it felt a bit unusual today josh for a couple reasons in the chiefs facility mm -hmm. one everybody was happy i i can't stress that enough that people were happy to come back to work um coaches players uh staff auxiliary folks everybody was in a very good mood um now of course i got the extended day on top of the bye week because they're playing on monday night football which means they're practicing thursday Friday, Saturday this week, which is unusual. So everybody got an extra day, even Travis Kelsey, and everybody was happy. Second thing, everybody practiced today in full, Josh. Like you can't everybody. you can't ask for a better start to the second half of the season, the quote real football, than having everybody fully healthy, fully participated in today's practice. Um, yes, the team has to list who's dealing with what but like don't don't worry about all they they're all healthy and they're all practicing together which i think is important when you're going up against one of the best teams in the nfl if not the best team in the nfl obviously as of right now per record in the philadelphia eagles and then lastly um it's not every day that i get to cut the tension in the room uh, and so I'm going to paint a picture. Do you know what I'm talking about? Josh? I do. I do. This 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 much. Um, we we did carry live on eight ten. I believe so I heard your yeah. uh, your your extra little little jab at, and it was fantastic. Yeah, paint the picture. So look, guys, this is a part where I tell you once again how journalism sausage is made. Is it delicious? That's for you to decide. But I am going to explain how it's made. So we haven't talked to Patrick Mahomes in a while. So much so that uh, we now must feast off the, I mean, the little 
bit of crumbs left from Eli Manning and Peyton Manning interviewing this man on Monday Night Football uh, to promote the greatest game ever played. Please watch it. We need this. Like The league is like, can you please just watch this game? Taylor Swift's going to be there. Our whole family's going to be there. It's going to be like football Thanksgiving. Can you just please turn the television onto football on Monday? Because if we don't get the highest rating for this game, why are we even trying? Well, why are we here? Uh, so that's why Patrick Mahomes was on Monday Night Football, so he could hang out with the Mannies, and it was cool. And credit to Eli and the research staff that said, hey, man, uh, is it true that you wear the same underwear? Uh, is that one of your superstitions? Now, of course, Patrick is the son of a major league baseball player. Baseball is incredibly routine based, incredibly superstitious, incredibly odd. So he says, yes, I wear the same trousers to the games. Um, I don't need, I don't even wash them if we're on like a hot street, you know, um, felt kind of like a joke to me watching the Manning cast in real time. Yes, he kind of alluded to the fact today that he is a grown man with common sense and he does wash his red boxers with his other boxers that are not red. Now, I've gone into extreme detail saying that it's a black band, that everything else is red. Have I seen these? Of course I have. I've seen them for six seasons. All right. And they, so, you called them boxers. Okay. I was actually over this this story earlier. Boxer now back in again. Sure. That's, I just want to make yes. sure clarifying. Yes. yes, thank you, thank you. I mean, as a good journalist should, let's get the report. That seemed like a nasty boxer guy. No, um, I, that is one of the. Uh, what what are we doing? <laughs> you just seem like you might what? wear boxers under like like you might be basically have basketball shorts no, on under your your pants. I, I haven't worn boxers in a long time. Now, I haven't no. worn briefs either. Okay, oh, I'm kidding. Right. Kidding. All right, all right. It's just too easy. Why does hot. he need to wear anything when it's hot? When his wife is this hot? I mean, there's point A to point B gets a little faster because I mean, Minnesota's you, very cold. It's that's the trade-off we have. Don't have many yeah, kids right. in this amount of time. Um, the only the only lawyer I know who goes commando and wears tearaway pants at his hearings. <laughs> we talk about first steps, Jim. Steph has one of the best first steps I've ever seen in consummating a marriage because he doesn't have an additional layer of clothing, okay? That first step to jazz couldn't be faster. Well, look, you brought this upon yourself. No, that's true. This is your problem, Seth. Yeah, yeah, I know. I I wear boxer briefs, everyone. In fact, you know what? Yes! There we go. I can't give the audience, like, an assessment, a true, a true tape, information gathering, you know, talking to relatives, family members, even Jazz herself. I mean, how can I, how can I tell the audience if I don't, if I can't be this character where, look, I'm just saying, who's, who's, who's first step is faster? Derek Thomas, Seth Kaiser to his wife. It's really a toss up, Jim, out of all the amount of years that I've watched, you know, we've got to stop because I've got like 18 incredibly inappropriate jokes up like and I just I, I can't even say any of them. Look, it's so bad. As someone who has described intricate, spectacular plays, the equivalent to unzipping pants or lingerie or anything in between, I just feel like this is a lane that I that I've really covered 
and I have an expertise in, and I should be um, given a lot of credit for my amount of research, dedication, and time to this yes. endeavor. You um, that. Seth, this is your chance to say what you're supposed to say to really bring us home and back to Patrick Mahomes' boxers as well. I I don't know what you're looking for me to say. I still have a box. Boxer briefs. Joke. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I wear I wear boxer briefs like a normal human. I That's don't right. Know, like I mean, you know, they 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 kind of work things out naturally, and you know, I, they also like you know. Let's let's be honest. You a little older. You need some support. I don't want to be one of those guys. Josh's face right now is one of the best things I've seen. I just, you know? I just think I might. I, I hold. On, I got a little trash can here. I'm just gonna yeah, yak yeah. real quick and yeah. The, uh, yeah, it, it just, uh, you, you just, you, you gotta have a little support, but also like, instead of like, you know, you got tidy whiteies or whatever, but like with that, I don't need that much of my thigh being just hanging around. And plus I have a lot more thigh than I used to. Like, honest to goodness. I mean, it was like when I was 22, I didn't really have that much thigh. Now I'm like, no, my, my thigh gap is basically. <laughs> and how, and how is that? Basically. Affected? How has that affected your life? You know, it feels like my life is a lot more jiggly than it used to be, mm. you know? And then just every now and then, you know, you look down, you're like, good Lord, is that my leg? It's huge. It's and then you're like, oh, no, that's not my leg. Yeah. But <laughs> and then sometimes you just put it up on the tee and you just wait for your partner. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Now, was that yes. describing our joke setup or what you do to jazz? It's, it's, I want you to know, Seth. I want you to know that you're not alone. That many people of your age have experienced this, and we can work this out together. Mom and Dad, if you're listening to this podcast, you know you're just having flashbacks to how much I disappointed you guys for the first like 24 years of my life. Well, really, 22. You know, when I married the woman you picked out for me, I think that made up for it. Well, you know. So anyway, um, Pat was telling us that yep. <laughs> wash his boxer briefs that he does not wear them during the games but he wears them to and from because of his love affair with obviously Brittany his wife and you know she picked out those boxers he wore them on an early September afternoon in Los Angeles in 2018 when the Chiefs played the Chargers to host uh to start their NFL season um Patrick obviously played very well and he wore them the next weekend in, in Pittsburgh and here we are and so Neil Jones of Channel 5 did one of the best things that a journalist can do. My Lord, I must ask the question, but my Lord, it is not from me. It is from those high up. It is from TV directors. Blame the producer. Sir, I must ask you about your boxer briefs. Would you like to go in detail? Patrick, of course, evaded the question, almost as he does say any you know, amazing pass rusher. Neil tried to get two questions in, and Mahomes got to pick the one that wasn't about his underwear. It's just he's just evasive. And then Neil said, "I'm sorry, excuse me. Can I can I get can I get a comment about your boxers? It's got to be on the six o'clock news tonight, or I'm going to be reprimanded by my bosses." <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is how press conferences work. Pat gives an answer. It is uncomfortable, but it is also weirdly <laughs> insightful. But it is also like too much information and then brad the pr staff member points to me because <laughs> i want to ask a question that's about football as it relates to monday's game 
Do we pick yeah. the guy in the only weird game shirts and bring it back to football? Yep. That's and so um good, good call, Brad. Way to go, buddy. <laughs> now it's really earning that PR paycheck there, huh? To, to be fair, I asked Brett, can I, can I ask him a, a question? And you know, the 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 order just naturally came to this conclusion. Um, therefore, with people listening, with people watching, um, I had to transition. And so it's the best comedic timing I think I've ever had, where I had to acknowledge to Patrick that, hey man, I feel your uncomfortableness. And also, let's get back to football. Um, so I would encourage anybody to watch it or listen back to it. But but basically I just said now that we all know this and we have clarity on your boxer briefs, which I've seen multiple times in my own life, how good is it that everybody's practicing? Yeah. <laughs> what was your what was your imprint on the on the uh on the whole self-scouting thing? Um and so oh. Everybody laughed. It's one of the best moments of my journalism career. No joke. There is nothing like making a room full of people laugh, is there? Including the subject, including the person who was put in an incredibly difficult position, uh, that being Patrick Mahomes. So, uh, shout out to Neil Jones. Shout out to Brad. Shout out to Patrick. And also, um, you're not going to tell me anything, right? And he's like, no, Nate, I'm not going to tell you anything. But best believe I told... He, he went through the whole list. Sharon, Nagy, Reed. Look at my eyes, Nate. You know and me. You know me and Mike Frazier, analytics guy. You know we've been talking. So it was just a very unusual day, Josh. And I just happened. I just needed to paint that picture before we have to turn our attention to Chiefs Eagles Part Three because you know this game's only been a week and a half away from actually being close to happening and. Um, you know, if you want to see Donna Kelsey, just come on, you know, I don't need to give that promotional detail. I mean, let's not bombard this woman, but I've been given a lot of things lately. So what have you been given recently? You doing okay? I feel like you haven't uh, gotten to get any takes off yet. Man, I... Just kidding. We need to take a break. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? This is Tucker Franklin from KC Sports Network. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure to follow us and subscribe for more Chiefs content wherever you get your podcast. If you want to support us further, you can shop the latest collection of KC Sports Network merch in partnership with Sandlot Goods. You can find hats, shirts, hoodies, and more at sandlotgoods.com. You can click the link in the description for more information. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
you need indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now it says here that Seth Kaiser uh, wrote in the Chief in the North newsletter that the Kansas City Chiefs are... Let me check my... It says still good. Yeah, I know. Shocking. I, I was surprised, too. We now bring in the author, Seth Kaiser, the Chief of the North Newsletter, Only Weird Games on KC Sports Network. Uh, Seth, an absolutely world-rocking report here from you. Uh, care to comment on any of the further details? Um, Yes, indeed. It is good to be good at football. And when you're good at it, you tend to win games and be in sole possession of first place in the AFC. Back to you, Josh. Thank you, Seth. <laughs> So it's my favorite. I, I like seriously on a side note, I don't know how I keep falling for the 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 get me to start talking right before the break bit because if we're going on like four weeks now, and I am like I am really I keep telling people that I am not smart enough to do a, either of my jobs, and I really think people like in the past I've had people like say oh you know I just love how modest you are now people are like oh no he's just honest like. That really is. It's a problem, huh, Seth? And so, yes. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I even you hard on yourself. Like, twice. It was great. Charlie Brown has a lot of very good qualities. He also, he just wants to kick that dang football. And when I'm like, Seth, it's your turn to talk, you just get so excited that you forget that I'm doing a bit. And then it's bit time. And then we come back and then I let you talk. It's, you know. No, it's how the show works. It, or the show has t-shirts bummer. now. Yeah, we just sell T-shirts now and talk about boxers and quick first steps in the boudoir. So, I, uh, that's right, boudoir. Boudoir! It, All right. no reason you can't be fancy, Josh. Do I? Do yeah, I it's think? less about the French and more about everything else. In oh, oh, sure, sure. Um, Just on a side note, I saw someone mention in the comments that Ryan Clark is saying that Kelsey's not that guy anymore. Did he already do this in 2021? Are we sure that we're not just like rehashing old Ryan Clark takes? Because I know he did it in 2021. Because I'm actually looking at that tweet right now. Oh, brutal! But uh, he's not uncovering or winning like he has in the past. You know that uh, it really was unfortunate when Travis Chelsea went downhill in uh, hold on November of 2021. I can't remember any of the things he's done after that. Um, but yes, the Chiefs are still good. I actually so. The pendulum, you know, the pendulum of narratives about teams, it swings back and forth. And I feel like we've talked so much about, like, the the uh, the, the problems with the Chiefs. I was doing a, a spot with uh, with Seren and, and Curtis, and they were asking a bunch of things about the Chiefs' offense. And Seren, like, in the middle is like, and also, I mean, the Chiefs are 7-2 and two and at the top of the AFC and a really good team. Like, we, we should probably mention this. Like, yes. Um, but I, it's just been yeah, having a bye week to really kind of dive into some things has been kind of nice. And because everyone acknowledges the defense is awesome, it was kind of nice to dive into the offense a little more closely. And it helps that like some numbers that I hadn't seen before kind of came out and 
So yeah, it was just it's been it's been kind of an informative for me the last few days, like really thinking about what answers exist for the offense to go from being fine, decent, good even, to what we've become accustomed to. And you said you've written twice since the last show. We talked about the kind of ways you'd you'd want to improve the offense after the bye. And we'll we'll talk a little bit more about kind of the changes that we're hoping to see or expecting to see, maybe a little prediction kind of business. But um, specifically in this one that, that came out just a few hours before the show started here, uh, looking at, the, you've, you've said multiple times, this is a dense article. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of, of data going into all of this. But also, the charts are really helpful and worth looking at. MNChiefStandoutSubstack.com. And ultimately, I think the picture it paints is a relatively clear one. So go ahead. You, you can give us a little bit of the nitty gritty. But really, I, I think where you landed on this one, Seth, is is fascinating. Right. Um, thank you. Uh, so they're, they're really this really is dense. So here's basically what happened. Um, uh, Judah Fortgang, who does a lot of excellent analytics stuff, um, utilized uh, Pro Football Focus's data on certain things. I know people have opinions about Pro Football Focus. Here's what I would say. When it comes to things like taking data for like what they're doing here called perfectly covered plays, the good thing about this is they're utilizing the same uh, technique, the same procedure, right, for every team in the league. So wherever the gaps are, they're consistent. And it's at least a set of eyes probably use, utilizing next-gen stats as well because they have access to that um, at a level that the general public doesn't. And that that's fine. That that's Their data like that, that's what teams pay them for, right? Because they're, they're, that's more valuable to me. Their individualized grades, yeah, it's, it's one opinion. That's great. It's better than nothing. But anyway, and so I just that's the caveat when you reference pro football focus. So they track what are uh, perfectly covered plays and non-perfectly covered plays. And what Judah did is he did a great job taking a look at the results quarterbacks are getting. Um, and one, you know, so the joke is, you know, Patrick Mahomes charts, you know, Patrick Mahomes is always at the top right. Always, 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 always. And that's he's at the top right for the create rate when you scramble for a positive gain, like one that actually gets a first down or whatever, or throws into an open window on perfectly covered plays. What that means is, it's kind of like what I chart, which is like uh, created yards. When there's nothing really readily available, he's better than anyone in the league at, at creating a positive situation out of a negative one. So that's one data point that we have that I think is backed up by what we see on film. And that's kind of the first, like, yeah, Patrick Mahomes still the best quarterback in the NFL, and it's still not that close, to be perfectly honest. Um, that's the first data point that I looked at that I thought was kind of interesting. The second data point, though, is like percentage of perfectly covered plays. And you might be interested to know with all the conversation about the Chiefs wide receivers and, you know, people thinking that maybe there's something wrong schematically with the offense, that kind of thing. Uh -huh. Chiefs actually, the Chiefs dropbacks that are perfectly covered, they actually, in terms of, of league averages, one, two, three, four, five, six, they're eighth in the number of dropbacks that they're getting where where things are perfectly covered. And what I mean, they're eighth in a good way, right? In that only seven teams. Fewest. Yeah. Yep, yep, fewest, right? Eighth fewest. That's Thank you. That's a much better way of saying it. And so from that, you know, oh, okay. So they there is there there are opportunities here. And what's interesting that I found further, because he kept this going deeper and deeper in these numbers, and they'll make a lot more sense if you just subscribe and look at the, the, the charts. But another thing that he, he found is that on non-perfectly covered dropbacks, okay, so again, when there's someone open, basically, right? What they found is that Patrick Mahomes very rarely 
does something stupid, like scrambles for a negative gain, or like, you know, like when I say negative, I mean negative and expected points added. And what I mean by that doesn't actually make you more likely to score. If you scramble for a five-yard gain on third and 10 when you had an open receiver, that's technically a five-yard gain, but it's a negative EPA play. Does that make sense? Yes. And so, um, Mahomes, on non-perfectly covered plays, he doesn't really mess with it. He doesn't throw it away. He doesn't throw it into a tight window when he doesn't need to. The only person better than him in those areas, they call that the destroy rate because you destroy an opportunity in a good play. He's the second best in the league. But here's where something that I found that's kind of interesting. The expected points added, the way the Chiefs move the ball on non-perfectly covered plays, so where someone's open, is 15th in the league. Hey. And here's where kind of the rubber hits the road in terms of, because you can look at data all day, and it tells you the what, but it doesn't tell you the why. And the why, if you really take a look at the film, is even when guys are open, uh-huh. technically, uh-huh. they're not necessarily always in the right place or with the right timing. Mm. Or Mahomes has missed open guys. He's got 20 missed shots in nine games, guys. In the 11 games I charted last year, he had nine. So Mahomes has struggled. He's he had the trust issues, right? He's he's hesitating a little bit on some plays where he's got open looks, and some of them have been big plays. Or you've got an offensive line that overall has been, been, been good, but not great, and they've had some real struggles against stunts in particular. So you've got a couple games like the Miami game, you had three or four good plays that got left on the board because the pressure came just a little too early. And so, one more thing, even it's all, well, it's the offensive line. Hang on, though, because they also chart percentage of throws from a clean pocket, where Mahomes is, it's like average-ish, give or take, because they use the median instead of the mean. Someone pointed that out to me, and that's a way to mess with statistics. But they are well below average, in their expected points added, again, moving the ball in a functional way, when he's throwing from a clean pocket. And that's where, oh, now we've circled back away from the 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 offensive line and back to the pass catchers. But we've also got some stats here that look like it's on Mahomes too. And so here's the point, because it's a ton of data. Seriously, please read it for the love of all things only. <laughs> and it is dense. It is, it is really dense, but it's really important information, and it matches the film. I've charted every every drop back by Mahomes this year. This stuff. I also think this is a story where uh, it's an instance where hearing the conclusion might actually help when you go back and read through. If it is some some language and some metrics you're not familiar with, you're gonna know kind of what it's building to, and then you can kind of get in on some of the details, which is yes. not always how these stories kind of work. That's a really good idea. So what I'll do is why because I refer to all of this as good news. So here's what I'll tell you. Here's the good news. Uh, then you can you get the best. So I'm giving you the good news. And then you can figure out the details later. It's like I'm preaching on Romans 5. So, yeah, got the reference in there. Yes! Anyway, so, um, here's... Let's here's, say it is. It's, it's a lot going on, guys. There's a lot, a lot going, going on here. A lot going but here's, on. The, here's the good news. You only need to know the one thing. It's so hard for me to not burst into something else here. All right, so here's what... It, the data shows that there are some open opportunities for the offense that they're not taking advantage of despite some questions at wide receiver. The second, the offensive line and Mahomes have shown, well, you know what? Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to I'm going to get to that that the good news there is there are opportunities. And the issues that they're primarily having, they're not systemically based and they're not based on just completely lacking the personnel to create opportunities. They have not taken advantage 
of that opportunity of those opportunities in the layups is the way I framed it. I think in the article, they're not hitting the layups that they have in previous years. They're still making some of the really tough plays, but they're not hitting layups. And I don't just mean layups is in like short throws or checkdowns or whatever. I mean, Rasheed Rice runs a 15 yard dig and comes open across the middle of the field. Is he getting found? Is he there on time? And is the offensive line not doing something weird, right? And it's executional issues in nature, all of which really can be shored up. And that's what I look at as kind of good news. It's fixable rather than systemic or a lack of the uh, the needed personnel, if that makes sense. Seth, I need a scapegoat. Seth, this <laughs> does not help me. Seth, I need someone to blame. And what right. you're telling me is I cannot blame anyone. Not and that person. Right. And that is the that is the biggest thing. People want me to say, well, they should be running the ball more. Maybe they should be using 12 personnel more. Maybe they should be they should be running duo more or other power-based customers. Yeah, these are all things they could do. The receivers need to get open more. Yeah, they do. And on time. Mahomes needs to find them when they are open. Yes. That's coaching staff. Yep. <laughs> when I say them, I mean fans. Yeah. Uh-huh. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. And yeah. that and I mean, so they, there's just the offensive line needs to deal with stunts better. That's Dan Orlovsky. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's, that's like that's like NFL analysts. Just insert whoever. Sure. Yes. And yep. so what you have here, and Nate is doing a really good job summing this up. Different groups of people are trying to blame one thing, but it really is mostly execution-based type stuff mm-hmm. and a few things that they can do to give themselves an edge in terms of personnel and, and coaching. Everything. But it's all there. It's right in front of them. Whereas I was concerned about that earlier on in the season. Like, man, do they do they have the horses to make this work? And I think they do. Um, so Josh, we should blame Steve Spagnola. I'm blaming Andy Reid. I mean, if everything is a problem, it's the head coach's fault. That's oh, what okay. I would do. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's if, uh if, if if I couldn't fire Ken Dorsey first. Yes, I mean, when you need a scapegoat. Well, hey, let me just tell you, had Ken Dorsey not had 12 men on the field, yep. I have never, oh, oh, by the way, watching Denver, and who knows, maybe this is what turns Denver's fortunes around. I have a hard time believing they are going to keep winning the turnover battle like 8-1 to one, like they have in the last couple of weeks. And to me, the steam I've seen coming from Denver, it's just like, we back. I'm like, well, y'all are 4-5, and five, right? 4-5? and five? Yes. But and we're in like, the picture, Seth. We're yes, back. We in have, the we have confirmed. We have confirmed that you can beat the the Bills if they turn the ball over way more than you, and then just do one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Awesome. I, awesome. I, I all I tweeted out when that happened was a bunch of ha 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 all caps because it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I uh, on a football field, twelve men they missed the field goal that you had twelve. Also, you didn't need to substitute. Like you're on defense, you're you're not the one trying to attempt the field goal with a brand new personnel group. No, just just stay on defense. Um, the other thing too is like, hey man, the Broncos are in the picture because the best quarterback in the league had the. Yeah, Mahomes played mostly like crap that day, and he was really sick. One of his worst game in years. It was right up there with the Titans game from from 2021. And, I mean, yeah, that's that's a bummer. So if the offense doesn't feel the urgency, because they're usually up, 
which like we've talked about before, Josh, they're usually not behind double digits. It's only happened once this season. I got to be honest. I need to zig when everybody's zagging. I got to blame the Chiefs defense. They're too good. <laughs> they're not pushing the offense enough because they they don't give up points. They're adequate in every level. They 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 get turnovers at pivotal moments in games. Um, and they've only been behind double digits once. So I guess you need a, a bye week, the best team in the league, and potentially um, you know a Super Bowl rematch to 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 push urgency on the offense I, I gotta blame steve spagnola i know it's i know it's unfortunate i know nobody saw this coming but i gotta find someone to blame i mean we we we, we have to do this that's fair it, it's a sensation that all three of us are very familiar with steve spagnola is just too good at his job and it's just it's honestly made it difficult for anybody else to, to really do theirs uh thank goodness we don't have to do all of the work ourselves because we're so good at all of it uh, we get to bring in the esteemed Tucker DraftKings Franklin to uh, tell the folks about what you can do right now, what you can get over on DraftKings Sportsbook. What's up, Tuck? That's right, Josh. And can you believe we're already this deep into the NFL season? It is week 11 already. We got to make every second count. And with DraftKings Sportsbook, you can make the most out of every game day. Bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting five on any matchup. Chiefs three-point favorites at home against the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl rematch. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sportsbook betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use code KCSN. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks on the NFL. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Back to you, Josh. Thank you, Tucker. Grab some Gatorade or something. It is another incredible performance by you. Thank you very yes. much for that. Um, I wanted to kind of get Seth's analysis there and the, the look at some of the problems or where they may be problem where those problems might be coming from. Kind of get that as a base layer of, all right, so we've looked at these things and we have these takeaways. And again, read along in the newsletter. But Nate, you, we were kind of texting around earlier some things we wanted to talk about, about, you know, b- before we just get to Chiefs, Eagles and all of that. Specifically, what we think that the Chiefs will bring out of the bye week. Uh, we, we've talked plenty about what they should bring. And now Seth's kind of recalibrated us on on where the struggles have actually been. Where do you settle in with all of that being said from Seth as you begin to uh, to look to the, the second half of the season? with this potential uh, changes debuting against the Eagles on Monday night. So um, this is, of course, because of the matchup. This usually provides a bit of fireworks, right? Where you expect both teams to bring something um, exciting to the table. Uh, As I've said before, uh, we're starting to get towards the part of the season where it's a zipper game. And I believe we are in that territory. Um, You know, as we've said in Germany, uh, you know, Steve Spagnuolo can bring more more tricks to his bag for this particular game. Although, I would like to frame it a little bit different this time. 
Is it a new robe? Is it a new bottle of wine? Is it very sexual show today? Is it flowers? Because, you know, you just haven't smelled nice flowers before the engagement occurs. Um, Sometimes it could be getting a new bra. You know, that doesn't have to be unzipped, but it's it's a it's a it's there to arouse. And so what I'm asking for, let's get to turn the chiefs on after the buy. Hell yeah. Is, you know, look, I don't know. Maybe sometimes you, you need a bit of role playing. Right. And so I, I just I said, I'm going to keep interrupting him because every time I do, he has to come up with a new last one. <laughs> and it is getting it. It, this is, this show is going to be NC-17 uh, real quick. If you do it about three more times. So what do we know about handcuffs and medieval tools? You know, so, just like, look, that's yeah. the one that you said, said you walked into that. So, so I don't want uh, I retire. So, so all I'm saying is think of think of it without the zipper. You know, the, the, the <laughs> zipper's going to be there. You know, it's already there, but you got to bring you got to bring something else a little bit more functional. <laughs> A little bit more, less razzle dazzle, but but of substance, and so that could be more play action. That could be more two tight end sets. That could be just more Isaiah Pacheco. You know, a little bit more foreplay before we get to zipper action. You know it. You know it's going to be a part of the game plan. It probably is in the first fifteen. The first fifteen is probably a chance to see the zipper. But like, you have to do other things before you can really. Let the zipper do its own sort of expression on top of everything that's been involved. And look, um, if you need to chip help more, you know, that is the equivalent of like handles. You know, you want it to smell nice, but you can't get handles. The- handles, yes. What and you God, I, I thought you said handles. No, candles. S- scented oil. Um, you know, like. Sometimes you need to really get to the ability to just move the football in a consistent manner so that those other plays that are that are zipper like can have its most maximum effectiveness. And I'm just asking our listeners or our viewers right now, what is the what is what is the equivalent that you have to bring to this special occasion? Because it's going to be special. We all we've all circled this on our calendars, you know, for 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 an engagement. Tweet your kink at by Nate Taylor on Twitter. Just tweet it at him. Let him know what, you, what your favorite thing is. Look, sometimes you need not lo- anyone else. Sometimes tweet by Nate Taylor and at Tucker D Franklin. Yeah, sometimes you need a different lotion just to just to set the mood. You know, maybe get some bath salts going. You know, maybe maybe do some doing bath salts. I'm not supposed to break character. Take it. Um, maybe, maybe there's there's just so much that's there for you, and look, sometimes just the five guys playing up front is like like run blocking baby oil. I mean, look, you know, uh, yeah, that's a great suggestion. That that was a comment from the commenters. For, yes, for all those listening, and for uh. For shout out to Tracy who commented in the comments saying first time watching and I obviously picked an interesting time. Yes, you did, Tracy. You, you did, Tracy. You know my ears are red. My ears are red. I I would I, say I, that it's not always like is. this, but I I hate I hate lying to our listeners. Yes, Seth, you're experiencing you're experiencing shame for the first shame. time in decades. So what do you want to what do you want to see, Seth? 
that hasn't been there in a while, but is foundational to the sexual experience of trying to get to the end zone in a creative way. How do you think they're going to plug up all the holes we've seen in this offense so far this year? I refuse to participate in this, which means I'm going to unintentionally here. All right. I think, okay. I would, my first suggestion is that the Chiefs run more two tight end sets. So you got me in a box here, okay? Because that really is, that really is my suggestion. Look, that's like flowers. You know, you're bringing those those flowers. flowers. Those are flowers. I mean, sometimes you gotta get back power. to basics. Yes. Sometimes exactly you gotta get back to basics. Yes. And sometimes have you just fine, fine. I'll participate in a PG type level. Have you just tried a back rub? Have you tried so oh. just a little bit classic? Maybe she wants you to laugh. Yes. And Andy Reid on third and one is just like getting out a treasure chest. And it's like, whoa, 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 we yeah. have, hold on. Put that back. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're skittering everyone. <laughs> Instead, whatever your safe word is, pineapple, 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 you know, just hang on. Uh, What if instead we just ran Isaiah Pacheco straight at it? What if we did that? And look, we have past experiences that have told us that can work because we had an experience in February where we just kept it simple to start the second half. Where you just ran the football, you just told her how much you loved her, or you told him how much you love him. And guess what? Like, that helps get into a particular mood in a particular environment. I know that Alexander Dyer is asking, what the F is a zipper game? If you <laughs> yeah, this, is a tough this is a tough episode are, out of context, man. If you are, if you are yeah. Alexander, we are getting to real football, which means actually good teams playing one another. And to take it over the top, you need to have plays that give you an unscouted advantage. And that is the equivalent to the first time, I don't know whether you were a man or a woman, where you saw something get unzipped and you were intrigued, but you weren't sure where it was going and you were happier for the experience. That is what the Chiefs offense does from time to time when Andy Reid is on a national TV game against a quality opponent and it has importance to the standings, division, or overall playoff seeds. We have we are we are hitting all five of those you know, on Monday's game. And so the likelihood of zippers being unzipped is incredibly high. Uh this is like me being uh who is it, Steve Kornacki trying to explain to you the geographical map of why they continue to gerrymander. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. It's just in a different context, and hopefully now you understand that when the Chiefs do something that you haven't seen all year, that they've been working on all year, that is a zipper play. That Nate Dog in the comments has the, I, I think my personal favorite comment since Only Weird Games came to video. Nate Dog says, 50 shades of Noah Gray? <laughs> and remember, he's a majestic white horse on a sandy beach. So sometimes a horseback ride to the castle can help, can help some things get flowing. And... The offense. And some of those things that we're looking for, we're just looking for a little more consistency. We are just looking to see to maybe like have the Chiefs move the ball. That's right. I'm bringing it completely away from the metaphors. Similes. No, metaphors. Metaphors. Like our ads. Yes, there it is. And again, not a smart man. I, the, the Chiefs, there really are some basic things you can do. 
I think the more you simplify the offense, the more you can try to utilize guys that you maybe don't trust to freelance quite so much. Let's move away from the freelancing. It hasn't worked. Not doing it for anyone. And one important thing is when you're not getting the results you want, stop trying the same thing. It's not because, you know, it's not going to start working all of a sudden. It's kind of like, you know, like, you know what? I'm going to bring it on to one of mine. These, really? these guys that approach my wife at the gym, the next guy isn't going to be the guy to succeed. She doesn't want to talk to you. She's at the gym. Let her work out. Which, by the way, most guys, look, she'll let you know if she's interested. Just let her work out, man. Just leave her alone. Just You could say, this is a crazy idea. You could just not use any metaphors or similes at all. You could just all say, right. it's like what the Chiefs do on third and one. You could just do, you could yes, just say it's things. like on Instead of counting this to your wife's experience at the gym. Anyway. Well, well Josh, so, I mean... If you want to, if you want to interject here, I don't. Uh, obviously, I said run. <laughs> I said run the ball and play action. Yeah, play action is the equivalent, ladies and gentlemen. To I like how we avoided simile language here, and I just watching. Look, I say play action <laughs> and run the ball more. Josh says two tight end sets for the statistics we referenced on Monday. Patrick Mahomes has a very high completion percentage. When playing out of the two tight end formations, Josh, this is a trio, and we need your participation as to what you <laughs> want to see the offense do in this particular context to get to get some to get the yeah. wind in their sails again to get to and, get to the sweet to get to the sweet nectar of the end zone, right? Yeah. Which I mean, neither one of us have coined, but yet somehow we no. all know what that means. We we know what it means. Here's here's my one look. I think you guys are right. You know, find find what worked for you originally. Go ahead and go back to some of the basics, and and make sure you're you're reestablishing some some good things. Don't don't what zip is, right through the ambiance. Don't are you, don't are you? Are, is, oh, ladies and gentlemen, I think what Josh is about to tell us is the equivalent of a trench coat. Go ahead. This this bye week is about. Is about a little, a little bit of uh, self scouting, the internal search for what it is that you need or for what it is the the other person may need here. And so, I think you guys have done a great job of explaining what that is and and how we have gotten to this point. Mm-hmm. And I think I think you're right. You know, you don't need to be unzipping in the first quarter. Hold some hands and and then follow follow the next couple of steps. And then after halftime, I want to hear I want to hear Rihanna playing. And I want Kadarius Tony to come out just just with the full on Indiana Jones whip. I want Kadarius Tony, whatcha, whatcha, bringing this the spark back to this offense. You're gonna get everything figured out. You're gonna get you're gonna get that baseline resettled, and then you're gonna remember oh, that right there. That's, that's something special. That's a spark that not everybody has. And it, you know, and you've you've just left that Kadarius Tony up on that top shelf. For for a little long, maybe you forgot he was. You know, maybe Andy Reid forgot that Kadarius Tony was even yeah, up there. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what we needed was one slant route in their last game. Where yeah. you know, wow, where's right, that right. nineteen guy? He broke like six tackles. Right, you could argue you could argue that that slant route was basically an accident. And I don't know what it is that you accidentally remembered was doing it for you, but Kadarius Tony is still there. So you know, be 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 careful to to take what you learned. This week and to check in with each other emotionally, but but then let Kadarius Tony get funky. So 
no one, n- neither me nor Seth had mentioned music. So I, I applaud you, Josh, for for giving us another another sense to to really reconnect with. And sometimes music. Well, my Stephen A. Smith. Have you guys seen that video yet? No, I haven't. And I'm I'm sure it's. This is not hilarious. This is not the most sexual sports show that oh, exists all. today. I mean, like it. Stephen no. A. is no no kids. We're 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 we're. He dropped a playlist. I'm not kidding. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You look. We are. We are youth. You have to think of us as youth pastors from time to time. We know we're not this time. Well, we're trying to explain it to I you. Got, I never got. It's as many youth pastors that resigned under questionable circumstances in this episode. If you know, if you know pastor, what happened to a what happened I to Pastor Johnny? I knew that what was going to be Don't talk about Pastor Johnny, son. <laughs> I knew that. I knew. I knew mentioning youth pastors would both set you guys off. My my youth pastors <laughs> are like the Mike Kafka of this NFL season. We're just like, hey, listen, don't even try. Don't even try. <laughs> Offense isn't for anybody. Don't even try. Maybe, maybe when you get the quarterback that you're going to spend the rest of your life with, maybe then you can try running the ball or throwing the ball again. But that's Tommy DeVito, and you do not love him. Um, so and he doesn't deserve you anyway. <laughs> so look, sometimes music helps you get to a different octave. Uh, you, you want a nice crescendoing of 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 ideas. Back in the hiding and excuse and uh and expressions. Um, so look. There's no easy transition, but sometimes you have to take a deep breath, say you were glad you were there, and then ask the question that's on everybody's mind. You know, once, once, uh, once you've achieved what you've what you've desired, and that is, do you put Legeria Sneed on AJ Brown, <laughs> or do you put Trent McDuffie <laughs> yeah, on AJ no. Brown? And there's a whole other side of things to consider here. I personally think it's kind of crazy. I don't. AJ Brown wins at the catch point, which means uh-huh. is terrific. But the one area where sometimes you see him not being elite is the catch point. Like, I mean, that's the 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 touchdown he, he gave up last week. It was just like he was in perfect coverage. It was like oh, perfect yeah. coverage. The ball yeah. came down. And I would I I I would love to see them utilize him more in Devontae Smith because I think that is a, a better matchup there. But it okay. is interesting. The Chiefs just keep getting the on the defensive side of the ball. Because really, again, run more 12 personnel. Run the ball just a little bit more situationally. Hit the open guys. Mm-hmm. A little more play action from under center stuff. Let's yeah. leg Mahomes a little bit. Yeah, Let's make sure. them doubt what they're seeing. Let let Tony and Rice some run some simplified routes and see what happens. On the defense side of the ball, it's another test for the Chiefs. They played a number of really good offenses this year. Um, and they passed every test with absolutely flying colors. Like the defense hasn't had a bad game. They had a bad first half against the Chargers. Sure. And then the second half just demolished them, which was hilarious to watch. Um, but like, I they they they've really they passed every test, and the Eagles are a different kind of test because they're a team um, that basically is playing first and nine rather than first and ten because of the brotherly shove, because of the, yep. the things that they can do. Sometimes all you need is an offense, is a little tush push. Yep, so you just need a little tush push, and. The 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 defense. It's a completely different test. Here's something that's interesting for me. In the in the Super Bowl, the defense, which was not as good a defense as they have now, actually played really well. Now, because so much of stopping the Eagles is 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 stopping that run game of theirs. Nick Bolton. Now, Leo Chanel's taking a big step forward this year. I think that helps. Yeah. I see Nick Bolton's a bummer, mm-hmm. but 
again, Chanel take he he played a role in the Super Bowl. He's taking a step forward. Drew Tranquil's played wonderfully, but it, it's just a different type of offense. But this is a better defense, and they actually schematically won last year's matchup. It's just Jalen Hurts made like ten big boy throws, and Dallas Goddard that was not playing. Yeah, he he was clutch on three or four unbelievable conversions they had that kept drives going. So that's one thing that's interesting to me, like them not having Dallas Goddard. That's a big deal. Um, but I I I love the idea of the defense getting yet another test and just seeing how they do. Um, because they they've just they've passed every test. I mean, they have played so well this year. Like even you know the Broncos game, they end up giving up like twenty one or twenty four or whatever. But I mean, honestly. That, I mean, that there was stop after stop after stop after Seven, stop that game. 17 points was off of, of turnovers from the offense. So yeah, and was, short, short field, field turnovers. Yes. Yeah, not even just like, oh, you turned it over and they had the ball to drive 80 yards. Right. And and you, can, you can't ever, if your offense plays a really, really crummy game, you can almost never count on your defense to really hold another team. That's why you don't see a lot of like, Seven nothing games or six zero games or or you know what I mean like genuinely really yeah. low scoring games because if your offense keeps failing over and over and over again, eventually the other team's gonna start scoring points. Right. That's a very good simple point, which is not a backhanded compliment. I mean it, but like yeah. you're right. If Iowa football can hit the under on nine nine hundred consecutive games because it, they just you know hunt and play defense or whatever. I don't watch it, of course. I don't hate myself like that. Uh, I have a unique flavor, but but you're right. I mean, it, it is impossible for a defense to completely shut down an offense if they just keep getting put in bad positions. It's just I haven't I haven't really thought about how few uh, I don't know fourteen point games there are not in margin of victory, but in in totals. Um, so Nate, where are you leaning right now in terms of the Chiefs' defense and this test? Because it is a different one uh, than than a lot of the ones they've had so far. They faced very good offenses, I think. Very notably, they, yeah. they held the Dolphins' running game basically to to irrelevance. At least they performed, I imagine, well by their own standards. Uh, I was impressed there. So, what what from the Eagles scares you the most, and and how are you feeling about where the defense stands? Yeah, I mean, Seth said it earlier. You don't want to be in third and twos or fourth and ones. Um, that is the scariest thing because um, Justin Reed said it today in the locker room, but you know that they have, if they want, uh, tendency breakers off the tush push. They 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 revealed one against Washington that led straight to the one of the easiest touchdowns anybody scored all year. Um, I do get the sense, though, that because of what the Chiefs did last year, I'm not saying they're the exact same player, but they're of a similar type in terms of receiver. Um Last year, the first game that Steve Spagnuolo really gave the keys to Legereus Need on shadowing a particular receiver was DK Metcalf. Yep. It was tougher for the Chiefs to obviously isolate him on Tyreek Hill for much of the last game because there is so much pre-snap motion from the Miami Dolphins. One of the differences for this game is the Eagles just line up and want to hurt you over and over and over again. It is... I don't want to say it, but I want to say it so bad. Um, you guys know the position I'm talking about. Anyway, uh, with just again and again and again, just just point A to point B. What I'm trying to say, though, is, is that there is no motion, or there's very little motion with the Philadelphia Eagles. So um, that is an easier way for Legereus Need to travel with A.J. Brown 
after the huddle before each play. That's something that the struggle with a little bit in the second half against Minnesota when they moved him inside, which obviously engaged Trent McDuffie uh, to be the, 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 the top corner for that scenario. But I do get the sense because the Eagles like to be a missionary, um, Legereus Need is going to have more and more opportunities to be with A.J. Brown, and that will really be one of the bigger pivotal moments of the game in terms of who's going to win. Um, if A.J. Brown has one of those contested catches, the Eagles have a very high chance of winning. If Legereus Need holds up well, if he disrupts some of the timing, uh, obviously knowing that he's going to be in press man coverage, then that really puts the ability to bracket over the top with Trent McDuffie on Demonte Smith. So I think that would be my coaching pinpoint to sort of watch how often, especially early in the game, does need get to just be with A.J. Brown just because you don't anticipate A.J. Brown moving much before the ball is snapped. Seth, you're making some faces there, not necessarily just because of the things that Nate said, um, although I figured you of all people would love missionaries. Uh, but what what was making you make those faces? Honest to goodness, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I I think I think Nate offered a lot of a lot of really good analysis there on, on how to make a decision with uh, with the weapons in Philly. Mm-hmm. I'm genuinely curious to see the attack style because again, Spagnola won that matchup. And um, in the Super Bowl, it's just Jalen Hurts played out of his mind. Yeah. And they they have the tush push. And Goddard made some incredible catches. Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown made some just exceptional plays. That happens sometimes. And that's kind of been, in my opinion, one of the reasons why I assume, besides it being the Super Bowl rematch, because it is, obviously, this is... The Eagles obviously had this circled on their calendar for every normal reason. But I also think... Philly's offensive and defensive staff both got solidly whooped in the Super Bowl. Because Andy just, I mean, it was just like reading some of the things that people who cover the Eagles were tweeting during the game were just like, Andy Reid is just embarrassing Philly's defense, by like especially in the second half, where they like, did Mahomes have an incomplete pass in the second half? He had one on a trick play that didn't work, and so he threw it through the back of the end zone. Yeah. Every every other attempt was completed. Yeah. They, they they had more plays with guys who were so wide open it looked pretend than they did incomplete passes. And so I, for their coaching staff, now obviously the defensive coaching staff is gone. Um and but there's still got to be a certain amount of hey, we got to show that we can hang with 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 Andy and with Spags, who I seriously Spags, I know we talked about him he really just he should get all the credit in the world for the stuff he's been doing this year. It's been so much fun to watch. He really has, outside of, I'm sure he'd say, yeah, I'd love one more elite pass rusher because who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's never like, the, the Niners would love one more elite pass rusher. Like, they just always t- do it. They, yeah. they get like one more elite pass rusher and then one materializes out of Yeah, I know. Oh, Chase Young <laughs> for a sixth rounder and a bag of potato chips, you say? Sure, I guess. Um... But I, I just, I, I, I'm really curious to see how similar and how different this game looks, and, and so I just, I just couldn't be more excited. I, it's, it's a great matchup. I, I, I just, I, I genuinely don't know what to expect because for all the reasons um, Nate put so salaciously, um, this the is a perspective. <laughs> this is a game where 
there there should be a lot of new things getting shown that haven't been shown before because both of these teams know and here's the deal. Both these teams also know, though, it's just one game in the standings, and they both get it. This is not a conference opponent, but they're both in a fight for for that number one coveted seed and that only bye week. I hate that they changed that rule. I hate it so much. Like The only one team gets a bye week because it matters so much. We but have to see the seventh seed in the NFC, Seth. We just have to. You know what? I, I, if, it's the Vikings, if it's the Vikings, they're right, though. I do, kind of. And that's the only thing. Like, I hated it so much. And then we had that first Super Saturday of football, and I was like, there are three games today, and they were all awesome. And I was like, okay, fine, NFL. Just, just, just give me a fire hose and pour it down my throat. Like, it was just, I love, I love football so much. So, I'm just excited to see what both teams kind of unveil. And I really, this is really after a bye week, after all this time for self scouting, all these suggestions, who would, if we're going to see a change from the Chiefs, we're going to see it now. Otherwise, I don't know when. Yeah, right. Unless you get to the playoffs, which is another two months of test testing. Oh, testing. yeah, 100%. And, and the, the, I guarantee you, we're going to see plays in the playoffs. That we didn't no one, see. That no one sees. Yeah, yep. that no one sees. Because Andy Reid knows. He knows he's got to take it to the playoffs every year. What kind of advantage is this schematically and coaching-wise where it's like we actually don't do our final install until February? Why? Is that weird? That's like, not what you do. Yeah. That, that really is wild. Here's what I will say is my little, my, my hedging on this one is that if it doesn't get a little spicy on Monday, and look, if, if they need to keep tinkering, if they want to change some things, then tinker all the way to the playoffs and then change some things in the, the, the first round by week if they're able to get that uh, and then tinker again. That's great. Yep. But if this offense is indistingu- indistinguishable from what we saw through the first half of the year, I will be I will be bummed. And it's not just that this is coming out of a bye and then getting the Raiders. You know, this this game does matter. Um, it's less important in the standings. Like you said, Seth, frankly, it would be less important than losing to the Broncos or losing to the Raiders or whatever because yeah. it's a, it's an intra-conference game, uh, which means that in tiebreakers and all that, it matters less. But I'm hoping to see just just a little bit of spark. You know, that's to quote uh, to quote a great Fall Out Boy song uh, that's also a double entendre. But I didn't understand that when I bought Dance Dance on iTunes when I was 13. Uh, so it, you know, right now I have it now. It's it's why won't you show me a little bit of spark you've been saving for this mattress love is what it says. But I didn't know what that meant. I was I was pretty young. I didn't I have the talk and I didn't I didn't have the talk until I was nineteen. What's the what's the old what's the old uh nobody knows what it means, but it's provocative. It gets people going. going. That's been uh, this show today. I hope this show's gotten somebody going, not like well, you know. Well uh at this point, statistically speaking, it probably did. So each his own. Um, I guess my prediction is prediction time, baby. Chiefs. I want to say like Chiefs twenty seven, twenty seven, twenty six. I, I just I get the feel like it's gonna be a, a lower scoring game than maybe you anticipate. Um, I would hit the over just just for a point of reference. Okay, but like it's a- I do I do think there's gonna be opportunities for both teams to score. So 27-26 um, feels, feels right to me. Seth, what do you like? Um, I, I'm going to stand by the same prediction I, I gave Seren. I'm going to say 27-24. I'm a worthless copycat, apparently. 
But I, I think the Eagles defense, you know what? I'm going to say 30-24 here because I have looked a little bit and their front their front is so Front is amazing. Oh. Front is amazing. The back end is not, although they've got, they've got Biard now and he's a stud and they're working him in. They've had the bye week. So the back end, I don't trust quite as much. They got to, they got to show it, but they did um, bring on board someone who, who could absolutely help with that. So I know I'm sticking with 27, 24. <laughs> I mean, look, it's going to, Hey, Claude, just make sure that one makes it into the cut. All right. Yeah, Thank you, please. Um, a little bit of line movement. Earlier today, it was two and a half. Now on DraftKings, the Chiefs are favored by a full three. Um, so moving a tiny bit in the Chiefs' direction there. And the over-under is uh, 45 and a half, just in terms of like where they're kind of expecting this to go. Uh, I didn't take that into account in my prediction, but I did want to go back and revisit it because I'm going 23-21. I, it is by a point and a half sliding under the under, and it is by uh, now a full point, I suppose, having the Eagles cover. Really, what I, I'm not. This is not betting advice. Although I, the the Chiefs and the under has been a pretty good duo so far this year. But I, uh, I'm gonna keep just publicly completely believing in the Chiefs defense until otherwise convinced. And I have not been otherwise convinced this year. I, yeah. I am becoming more and more comfortable in this uncomfortable place where I, I do think the Chiefs' best unit right now is on defense. I don't know if that'll be true in January or February, and it probably shouldn't. Um, that, that one wasn't really one, Seth. It was just, I was just saying football terms, and that one's your fault because your brain is dirty and God is ashamed of you because you're a fallen man. I wanted to, you know, we're all fallen, Josh. The thing that differentiates some people from others is that some of us don't have to talk about it on the podcast. Thanks for listening to today's <laughs> edition of Only Weird Games. You can read Seth's... we're rooting for tonight, though. I was actually going to ask the same thing because, and you also, if you're not watching, you can listen on Sports Radio 810 WHB to an incredible Thursday night football game tonight. Bengals, Ravens, no T. Higgins, no Sam Hubbard, uh, but Trey Hendrickson will supposedly play like the week he hyperextended his knee. They got that right. You guys looking at me like I might have had that wrong, but I think I got that. No, 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 no. I'm just like, that is a shocking number of people who are hurt. Yeah. And impactful players. But I am rooting for the Bengals tonight uh, because I think it is more important to get some distance between the one and the two because of what you talked about, Seth, because of that first round bye. It is the most valuable intrinsic advantage the NFL gives to anybody is that number one seed right free win a week off week to prep week to rest uh so I'm rooting for anything to get the Chiefs closer to that uh that first round by what are you guys thinking I am also going to say the Bengals for a different reason you want Bengals Chiefs to matter on New Year's you just that's true you just really you really do uh it's a rivalry that organically you know blossomed and you want the game to to have some importance. And again, uh, like in previous years, that first game could obviously set up the second matchup as well. So um, that's a different reason to root for the Bengals than just the Sandys alone. Um, but look, you you want that game to matter to some degree um, instead of the Bengals sort of being out of the picture uh, by that time. Seth, what about you? I think I'm going to agree with both of you. I think both of you gave really compelling reasons. I lean more towards... Um, your reasons, Josh, that, I mean, that first round buy really is important. And even the the Chiefs have struggled in matchups with the Bengals at times. But, I mean, one of the things, Big Lou is such a stud of a DC, and the Ravens got one too. So I don't think either of them is an easier out than the other one in terms of team build and how they win. I think both are tough outs for the Chiefs. 
And so I want the one to win tonight that gives the Chiefs the best chance and home field advantage, and so that would be the Bengals. So it's me, lifelong Bengals fan Seth Kaiser here. Ooh, day, and uh, what, what's the hang the banner? Three and one against Mahomes, right? These are the things that Bengals fans celebrate. Of course, you know, because, you know, here, hold on, because I've actually compiled a list of all the other things that they've won. Um, oh, no. Seth, you'll, I, you got can you hold it closer to the camera? I couldn't see anything on there. It looked you know, like a blank legal pad. Oh, you know what? I understand how this misunderstanding would occur. You assumed that there was something to actually celebrate because I was celebrating. However, there's not. And so, common mistake. Common no, thank mistake. you for explaining it to me. This I really is, appreciate it. What a fool I am. This is the time where I remind our audience, Steve Weiss was the, was, was the best coach in Bengals history. So, you know, that's that's where we are. Go, go ahead. Exactly. Go, go ahead, Josh. Uh, I was gonna add another another Bengals take. I think. Oh, that I I think that the Bengals are still like ma- very 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 high on my list of teams. I would not be thrilled to for the Chiefs to host in an AFC Championship game, oh, for sure. just purely purely from their ability to beat the team. Yeah. Um, I think I'm less afraid of the Ravens than I would be the Bengals in that circumstance. But I think the Ravens are a better football team. In they a, are. It, it's sort of illogical, and I actually like this Ravens team. I just think they're fun. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna probably you know lightly root for Cincy tonight. And then uh, heavily root for the Chiefs on on Monday. We're gonna have a weird schedule. We'll have to sort that out. We will not have the show at four thirty on Monday. I can tell you that much. Uh, but we're gonna uh, to keep a way to, to find a way to, to bring a couple of shows to you next week to break down Chiefs Eagles and then figure out what's uh, going on after that. So uh, scheduling a little bit up in the air as it's a short week next week and Thanksgiving week. So we'll thread the needle somehow. And with that, Nan, I think you can get us out of here. Two things. If you would like me to say hello to you from the tailgate at around 4.35 o'clock. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you'd have a Only Weird Games t-shirt by then. Um, I don't know if you would or not, so don't, you know, give the people of Sandlot a chance to get all this stuff in order. We're swapping saying, them with order. I'm just saying. But uh, if, if, you're, if you're going to be in Arrowhead tailgating uh, if, and you want to say hello, I'd be happy to come, um, you know, say hello for a few minutes. And then lastly, Tracy. God bless you. Sometimes it still surprises me when people hear the show for the first time, and hopefully it's magnetizing enough for you to want to come back. Uh, as you can tell, we have plenty of friends you can join along with us. I am incredibly proud and embarrassed at the same time that this is your first episode, Tracy. Um, and for those who are watching right now and are only listening, uh, I believe it's Tracy Estelle. Um, yeah, who 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 told us that this is this was a you, you chose an impeccable time for the first only weird games viewing listening experience. We can't thank you enough. Tell a friend, but also <laughs> but also week, but also tell them that like it won't quite be exactly like this because we're going to talk about a game that happened. And you know when when we don't have action after a certain amount of time, we get a little bit. Um, what's the word I'm looking for, Josh? I would say, I would say, Nate, if Neither. I, if I, if I had to Nancy. pick, if I had to Nancy. pick a phrase, if I had to pick a phrase, I would say the fact that the Chiefs didn't play last week, and in fact they were actually off, and the sort of salacious charge of this show, I would yeah. say this this show is downright bisexual this week in a heat. I would say, you know, sometimes you just you just want to let off some steam. So you know, Tracy. Um, We're going to be mature adults who are going to analyze and give you great perspective on a football game that is played on Monday. And I hope to see you in the YouTube comments on Tuesday.
Seth, it's B-Y-E dash sexual. Sure, but what's the joke in reference to? Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.